0: Hey, my friends, what's going on? Welcome to the Simple Power Podcast. This is where we think and talk practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm your host, Duke Lamastra. Really grateful that you're here. And just before we jump into this week's discussion, I just want to remind you that I have a brand new website that's available to you Simple Power Media. Com. And uh, that's just basically a centralized hub for all of my online content and training and books and things like that. Uh, but that's just a, a resource center for you. My goal is always to provide you with resources for experiencing God's presence and God's power and just learning more about your identity, your walk with the Lord, all that kind of stuff. You can find all of that, again, at simplepowermedia.com. Com. And if you have any questions or anything like that, I'm always open. Find me on social media. All the links to my different social media pages are there on that website as well. SimplePowerMedia.com. And uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and jump into this. This week, I wanted to talk about the goodness of God. One of the most basic, simple, foundational truths in the world. <laughs> the most one of those foundational uh, uh, aspects of the nature and character of God and really who we are as sons and daughters of God is the fact that God is good. And that sounds so simple. I know every single person listening to this probably if I were to ask you, is God good? You would say yes, absolutely. You believe that. You know that God is good. But it's one thing to know it in our heads and it's another thing to really accept it in our hearts. And until reality and truth moves from our head into our heart, it really isn't a part of us. But once a truth makes its way into your heart, it becomes part of you and it begins to govern the way that you live. It begins to affect the way that you think and the decisions that you make and the actions you take and all of that kind of stuff. And something that I realized in my own life is that sometimes I know things up here, but they haven't always been rooted and grounded in my heart to the point that I live from them, to the point that it's go-to, that it's my autopilot. It's the automatic response system of my brain. So what I mean by that is sometimes, you know, you would say, we would all say when we're in church and we're singing worship songs and all that kind of stuff, we declare it all the time, God is good. And that's great. But then what happens when your back is up against the wall or you find yourself in a difficult situation or you get a piece of bad news or whatever happens, the stuff that we all deal with in life. When that happens, what is your go to response? Is it to get into fear? Is it to get into anger and frustration and all that kind of stuff? And some of those are normal emotions and, and whatever. It's one thing to 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 have a thought of fear and then to quickly snap out of it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that downward spiral effect, that deer in the headlights, that frozen effect, that stagnating effect that fear can often have on our lives. And if that's where you go, if that's your go-to, what that says to me is that there may be a, a, a truth lacking on the inside of you. And maybe it's something that you know to be true. But maybe, again, it hasn't been rooted and grounded in your heart yet. Ephesians talks about being rooted and grounded in love. And when we're rooted and grounded in love, it says that we would be able to know, to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the uh, length and the depth and the height, to know the love of God that surpasses knowledge, right? And so it, it surpasses that. When we understand these truths, these simple truths, of the Word of God, it really begins to spill over and to affect every aspect of our lives and who we are. And I really believe that one of the most key things, the most foundational things to have rooted and grounded at the foundational level of your heart, of your thinking, of who you are, is this fact that God is good. And I want to share a really simple scripture with you It's from Psalm 119, which is the longest chapter in the Bible. It's tons of verses, and so this scripture is kind of right in the middle of all of it. It's verse 68, and so it's one of those things that's easy to just kind of read over, but one day as I was reading, I was just stopped in my tracks as I saw this scripture, and so I just want to share it with you. Very, very simple. It says, you are good and do good. And then David says, teach me your statutes. He says, you are good and do good. And it's this reality that God is good, right? He's so good. He is perfect, but he also does good. And so it becomes more of a personal thing that I can live from. It's not just declaring God, you're good. It's declaring God, you do good. Both of those aspects are very, very important on a foundational level in our thinking. But I want to just uh, say something before I really jump into this. I just want to say that sometimes when we think of the fact God is good or we when we think of that terminology, God is good or that something is good in our English language, good is not really all that great. Like the word good is really just kind of like. Somewhere in between like it's not bad, but it's not great. It's definitely not excellent, right? Like even just dealing with simple things like when you look at a credit score, you look at the the ratings. I believe a good credit score what they consider a good credit score starts at 670, which is a decent credit score, right? But it's definitely not very good and it's definitely not excellent, Right. It's just good. It's not poor. It's not fair. It's it's better than that, but it's not quite at that level yet. And there's all kinds of words that we would use to describe who God is. A lot of times we would, God, you're so awesome. God, you're amazing. God, you take my breath away, like whatever, you know, all kinds of very descriptive words that we can use to describe who God is. And I love that, you know, but good is just one of these words that in the English language we kind of th- throw it around. Was that how was that movie? Did yeah, It was good. It was all right. You know, we throw it around. How was that steak you had last night? Eh, It was pretty good. It's just something that we tend to throw around. But when the Bible talks about the fact that God is good, it's referring to the fact that he is morally excellent. It's actually referring to the fact that he is perfect. Like when God created everything in Genesis chapter one, when he created everything that he created, At the end of every single day, he took six days to create, and and on the seventh day, he rested. As God went through every single day creating, creating the, the light and the sun and the moon and the stars and the animals and the trees and everything that he created, at the end of each day, God looked at his creation, what he had made that day, and said, this is good right? And God said that it was good. We see that over and over again. When God gets to the sixth day when he creates man, he looks at what he says, and it's the only time that the Bible says God looked at his creation and said, this is very good. He added the very on it. When God says that this is good, he wasn't looking at it saying, "Ah, that was okay, but I could have done better, right? Everything that God does is perfect. Everything he does, he gets it right the first time. You are not a mistake. God did not mess up on you. He didn't give you what you would consider to be flaws in your life. You don't have those things because God made a mistake or because God messed up, right? You know, maybe you look at yourself and think, oh, I'm too short or I don't have the right color hair or, you know, whatever the case is, but God does not make mistakes. And so when he created you, he did it perfectly. There was zero room for for improvement, I love what uh, what the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter one. As God is calling Jeremiah, God says, "Jeremiah, before I I uh, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you." And, and it's really cool the the wording that the phrasing that's used there. He says, "Before I formed you," that word "form" is a really just sort of intimate. Intricate kind of a forming. It's it's actually the 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 symbology the, the symbology the symbolism there is that of a, a a potter you know molding with the clay and all that kind of stuff. It's up close. It's personal. It's not just a one size fits all. You're not in assembly line creation. But God formed you perfectly and intricately. He formed you the way that He wanted you to. But I love that it says Jeremiah before I formed you in the womb. I knew you. And that word knew or to know is the uh, Hebrew word yada. And it's an experiential, intimate kind of a knowledge. It's where to become one. It's the same word that's used in the the book of Genesis to talk about how Adam knew his wife and she conceived. It's not just a, oh, yeah, I, I got to know that person. We had a conversation. Oh, yeah, I know that person from afar. It's an Intimate and intricate kind of knowledge where two become one. God says, Jeremiah, before I even formed you, I knew you. I knew you perfectly. I knew everything about you. And based on what I knew about you, that's how I formed you. A lot of thought went into this, time went into this, because I value who you are. And so that's how God looks at you. He values you that way. He has so much value. On your life. He didn't just haphazardly just put you together. No, just it's an intricate process of of, of the, the formation that took place. God formed you in your mother's womb, but before any of that happened, he knew you. He knew you perfectly. He knew you intimately. And that's how God forms you. And so God looks at his creation and says, This is good. And then he looks at man and he says, This is very good. God does not make mistakes. And so only a good God can make something good. Only a perfect God can make something perfect. And so all of this just testifies to the goodness of God, to the fact that he is that good. Again, he does not make mistakes. There are no mistakes walking around in the form of a human being because he just doesn't mess up. He doesn't make mistakes. This verse again says, God, you are good and do good. And so many times, you know, I think that we would sing a song and say, yeah, God, you're good. You're so good. You know, there's these really great songs. God is so good and and, and all this kind of stuff that we've been singing for years. But then when it comes to the the nitty gritty, to those moments where Maybe our faith is put to the test or maybe something bad happens and we aren't sure what to do or we're confused about something or we, again, get bad news or looking at the news on TV and everything that's going on in the world around us right now. What is your response? Do you allow your circumstances to define who God is to you? Do you allow your circumstances to define what God means to you, or do you stand on this simple foundational truth? God, you are good. Look, when every thought process that you have flows from there flows from the foundational reality that God is good, then everything looks drastically different because now it's not your circumstances that are defining how you feel today, but it's the goodness of God defining how you feel today. I'm not saying that you'll never have a bad day and you'll never feel crappy or whatever, But it's allowing the goodness of God that even in those moments when things are not going right, when it feels like things are unraveling or falling apart, that you have something to stand on that says, God, you are good. I truly believe, I truly believe this, that the foundation of the goodness of God is the foundation for you to have courage for life, to go forward and to make decisions for God, to take risk when necessary, to step out in faith, to allow his grace to function and to flow through your life. Why? Because if you truly believe that God is good, then you know that he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to go back on his word. He's not going to forget about his promises to you. You know, so many times I think that we make the wrong decisions when it comes to God, when it comes to following through on something that he showed us or a promise that he gave us or something that he was leading us into, right? So many times I think we make the decision to stop, to give up, to retreat, to not listen in the first place because there's a disconnect between our mind and our heart. And that disconnect is, you know what, God? I know that you're good because it's what the Bible says and it's what they told me and all this kind of stuff. But I don't know that I've experienced it for myself and so it hasn't become a reality in my life yet. And I don't say that to put any kind of condemnation on anybody or anything like that. I just say that to challenge you. And sometimes it starts from a really simple place of simply recognizing it and declaring it and worshiping God and declaring, God, you are so good. God, you've always been good to me. You're always good to me. Finding scripture that talks about the goodness of God and looking at these great promises from his word and just allowing those things to become a part of who you are. You know, sometimes we, we say something, we confess something, we declare something because it's like really coming from what we really truly believe. And there's other times that we just need to start in this place of confessing and declaring because we want to believe it. Because maybe it's not totally there yet, but we know that it's a reality that God has made available to us. So I just want to encourage you this week that he is so good. He's so much better than you can possibly imagine. He's so much better than than you think. He's so much better than I think. And so it's not he that need that needs to change. I don't adjust Uh, what I believe in order to fit my perception of God. No, I need to elevate my thinking to come into alignment with what the Word of God says. He is so good. He is so perfect. He will never let you down. He will never leave you. And so what that does in your life, is that it causes fear to lose its effect. It causes the negativity of circumstances to lose their luster and their brilliance in your life. It causes those things. I'm not saying they don't affect you at all. I'm just saying that you can begin to look at things and you can begin to interpret your world differently when you have the goodness of God established at the center of everything that you believe. You know what? Maybe my, my thinking isn't resolved on certain things, but on this area, on the fact that God, you are always good, I'm not shaking on that. And when you have that simple truth established at the center, at the foundation of who you are, of what you believe, what you believe to be true about God then it really begins to affect everything else in your life, to the decisions that you make, the attitude that you walk through life with, all of it. When you recognize the fact that God is good, it means He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to experience His presence and His power. He wants you to walk in absolute freedom and victory. These are just a few of the aspects of this, but it's all based on the fact that He really is that good. He really is that loving. He's that compassionate. He's that full of mercy. So as I get ready to close out this week's episode, I just really want to encourage you again. Maybe you're up against the wall this week. Maybe you've got a bunch of stuff going on in your life. Maybe you've got some problems you're dealing with. Maybe you've got some issues in your life. Maybe you're you're struggling with something personally or maybe something going on in your family or just in the world around you or whatever. I just want to encourage you, don't Allow the lies of the enemy to distract you from the reality that God is good and allow this simple truth, this foundational truth of the goodness of God to begin to redirect your thoughts your actions, your attitudes, to begin to shift the way that you think and begin to interpret your circumstances based on the fact that he's good. And you can start to say things like, you know what? I know this is in front of me. I know I'm dealing with this. I know this is going on. I'm not denying the fact that it's there, but I'm going to look at it differently because I know that he's good. And so because I know that he's good, I I can trust him to get me through this. The goodness of God is the foundation for building trust with God. The goodness of God is the foundation for living a life of faith and miracles. I believe that to be true anyway because if I don't believe that He's good, I'm not going to step out in faith. If I don't believe that He's good, I'm not going to take risk. I'm not going to walk up to that person and just start talking about the goodness of God or the love of the Father or whatever because I haven't accepted it for myself yet. But when I know that I know that I know that He is good... It becomes a foundation that I can stand on and whatever's in front of me, whatever I'm facing, the good and the bad, I can walk into it and and recognize that I'm living my life through this filter of the goodness of God. So even when problems come my way, I can quickly snap out of it and recognize, you know what? Yeah, this is happening, but God is good. My God is good. I'm his child. I'm his son, or you're his daughter, or whatever, that you belong to him, that he is by your side, that he will never forget you. He'll never give up on you. He'll never leave you uh, or forsake you. He will always walk through with you. He will always come through. The Bible says that he is faithful to complete the work that he's begun, that he is both author and finisher of your faith, all of it stands on this foundational reality that God is good. So I don't do this all that often, definitely don't do it every week, but I do just feel like I want to pray for you today before I close this out. So Father, I just thank you for every person listening. We thank you for the reality that you are so good, God. I ask that you would captivate our hearts with this truth that you would cause it to be rooted and grounded on the inside of us, not just head knowledge, but experiential knowledge, God. And anybody here that's struggling with this concept that you are a good Father, that you're a perfect Father, that your love is infinite and perfect for them, God, I just ask that you would cause them to have an encounter with your love this week that would cause them to, to know experientially how good and how faithful and how real you are. Thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. All right. Well, thanks so much for being here, guys. Really appreciate it. Again, it means the world to me. Go ahead when you get a chance and check out simplepowermedia.com. And hey, if you're listening to this, especially if you're on a a podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, uh, if you would leave a review, that would be super helpful. And uh, if you guys would continue to just do what you've done already, and I'm so grateful for it, but continue to just share this out. Maybe that one person that needs a reminder of the fact that God is good. If there's somebody in your life that you know they're just struggling or they're dealing with condemnation, if you would just share this with them. The goal here is just to reach as many people as possible with these simple truths that I believe, I hope anyway, are helping uh, you or helping people that are hearing them to walk in the reality that God's presence and power is available to every single believer. So thanks again, guys. You have an awesome week and I will see you next time.